In the Old Testament, ministers of God were identified as prophets or priests. They were usually from the tribe of Levi, of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. In the New Testament, ministers are no longer called priests, but they are called apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Apostles were appointed by Jesus when he walked on this earth. There were 12 of them. We also see in Ephesians 4 that after Jesus was crucified and taken into heaven, for the New Testament church, he appointed some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. Ephesians 4, 11, 12, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the perfecting of the saints. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. There are so many churches that fail to teach this scripture. They set up the ministers by their own will, but in God's view and Jesus' view, there are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Sometimes I've found they don't even know which office they're called to. One man said he hoped to arrive to be apostle. It's not something you achieve. It's not at all something you work for and achieve, nor are the other ministry offices. As you are born again, you are called by Jesus to these specific offices. They differ greatly one from another. I can tell you what God taught me about apostle and prophet. I was driving along the road one day, and God began to speak to me and said, I have called you and set you in the body of Christ as an apostle. Now, I had several times been told by people that I was a prophet. My own pastor at the time identified me from the pulpit as being a prophet. He said, Joan Boney is not a teacher. She is a prophetess. I'd never told anyone at church or anywhere else about the calling of God on my life. I knew prophet was one of the offices, 
when God started working with me, he started with the office of prophet. He took me to every scripture in the Bible about prophets, Old and New Testament. Yes, there are prophets throughout the book of Acts that visited the churches and taught the people and spoke to the people and encouraged them in things of God. Jesus appointed the first 12 apostles, but he didn't stop there. From heaven, he called the apostle Paul. Paul wasn't like any of the other 12 apostles. He was called by Jesus from heaven. If you look at Acts chapter 9, you will see that calling on Paul's life. Paul had been persecuting Christians even unto their death, and when they were killed, he rejoiced. He was en route to Damascus to try to locate more of the followers of Jesus that he might put them in prison and take them back to the high priest. If you will turn to Acts chapter 9, you'll see the story of Jesus speaking to Paul from heaven and calling him to the ministry as an apostle teacher. Acts 9, verse 1, And Saul, breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way of the followers of Jesus, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? This was just a voice from heaven. And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And Paul trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? It was an instant conversion. Have you been born again? If you have, you know, you didn't learn how to be born again. It was by the will of God, and it was instant. You were changed instantly. You read the Bible later and learned things, but there was an instant change within you. You were given a new heart and a new spirit. 
and you were born again. This is exactly what happened to Paul. He was instantly changed. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. This was a voice from heaven. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight and did neither eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul was chosen by Jesus from heaven to be a minister, an apostle, and teacher. Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell 
from Paul's eyes as it had been scales. And he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. When you are born again, God opens your eyes to see things of God. Paul was literally blind. We who are called of God are blind to things of God before we are born again. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The world is blind to things of God until the Spirit of God opens the eyes of the individual. Then that individual is born again, made to be a member of the body of Christ, born again. I was baptized before I heard from God, and then I was baptized after I heard from God. The first time, I was 15 years old. It was at my aunt's church. This was my favorite aunt. And when I visited her in the town where she lived, I would go to church with her. The preacher, as I heard him, said, you must be baptized. I didn't want to go to hell, so I went forward and was baptized. But I was not convicted of my sins. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit shows you that you are a sinner and you must be born again. I was not. So my life didn't change at all after I was baptized the first time. When I was approximately 37, I was born again by God speaking to me. He said to me, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. I was so shocked. I said, oh, sins? I thought they were mistakes. A great many people I have noticed of the world just think they've made a mistake when they do something wrong. They don't recognize they have sinned. When the Holy Spirit reveals to us we have sinned, we are instantly changed. We don't know everything, but we're instantly changed. We're born again. A little baby doesn't know everything, when he is born, life comes into the baby and he is born. To us, when God speaks to us, we're born again and life comes into us. So we're born again. And immediately there fell from Paul's 
eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened, physical meat. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway, immediately, he preached preached Jesus. He had been persecuting Jesus. Immediately, straightway, he preached Jesus in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem? And he came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their lying in wait was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. They thought it was a trick. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. And he spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians. But they went about to slay him, which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. So this is the conversion by Jesus from heaven of Saul, who became Paul. God taught Paul. God taught him. He tells about it in Galatians 
Chapter 1 From heaven, Jesus taught Paul. From heaven, Jesus teaches us. Haven't you ever had an experience where your eyes were opened and all of a sudden you saw something in the Bible that no man told you, something that God revealed to you without any learning? It was just God opened your eyes to see. Even if you're not called to be a minister, That can happen to you and does happen. It's just all of a sudden you have a revelation from God on a spiritual matter. I think the first revelation I had was probably on Matthew 16. Start at verse 13. When Jesus came, into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Then he said unto them, But whom say ye? That I am. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, the revealed word of God, I will build my church. The word that comes down from God, from heaven, the church will be built on that word that is revealed to you by God from heaven, not from flesh and blood, not from preachers, not from going to Bible school, but just from God directly. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the revealed word from God. This is the church. When God reveals to you the truth of God, You are born again. My mother was born again when she was 70 some odd years old. She had been very much against God. Her mother died shortly after the childbirth of her seventh child. My mother was very bitter. Here, all of a sudden, her mother is gone and little children are in the household and one baby. And my mother was the second child in this family. She had an older sister. 
People at churches would say it was the will of God for your mother to die. And my mother became very bitter. She didn't go to church, but she became very bitter against God taking away her mother and leaving all these little children in the family who needed care and help. She was about 14, I think, when her mother died. The youngest child was a baby, and there were seven of them. She grew up a very bitter person. She and my father did not go to any church. I really never heard them speak about church. It's not like they preached against it. They just ignored it. My dad said some of the worst customers he had, he was a mechanic, and some of his worst customers were the church people. Stingy, mean, cheated, terrible, terrible thing. But when she was 70-something, God chose to open her eyes to see things of God. I was already born again, had already been baptized a second time. I visited them where they lived in another city. I went into the kitchen one day and saw some Zodiac mugs sitting on the shelf. I had given those mugs to my mother because she loved reading horoscopes. When I was a child, she would take me to the local drugstore. She would buy the monthly horoscope magazine, and she would read my horoscope to me. This went on all my childhood. So wanting to please my mother and not being born again and not knowing any truth, I gave her a set of horoscope mugs, one for my mother's birthday, one for my father's birthday, one for my birthday, and one for my favorite aunt's birthday, who was a member of Church of Christ. I opened the cabinet that day, and I'd forgotten all about those horoscope mugs. I saw them sitting there on the cabinet shelf. I began taking them out of the cabinet and putting them in a paper bag. My mother was watching me, and she said to me, Stop! What are you doing? I want to keep those. You gave those to me. I paid no attention at all to what she said, put them in a paper bag, walked out the door, took them to the alley where the garbage dumpster was, broke each of the mugs so no one else could use them, and threw them in the dumpster. I went back into my mother's house. She was just sitting there. I didn't say a word to her. I went into my bedroom and got my Bible, and God had me read to her the following passage of Scripture. Deuteronomy 18, 
starting at verse 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. I closed the Bible, took it back into my bedroom. When I came back, my mother was just sitting there. Then she said to me, Well, I guess we'd better not do those things anymore. She was instantly born again. Instantly. God chooses to reveal himself to us as he wills in the time he wills. And when he reveals himself, to us, we are changed. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. After I was born again, I was completely changed. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to hear about God. I wanted to be around Christians. I didn't want to be around the people I was around before. I didn't want to do the things I did before. I was completely different. So was my mother. I went back to Dallas where I lived. And my uncle wrote me a letter. He said, your mother is different. She's changed. She's completely different. That is what being born again is. Turn with me to Ezekiel 36, because God foretells of being born again in the New Testament church in Ezekiel 36, verse 23, God says, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen. It was made secular among the heathen, among those who do not know God. They speak of God and they say things that aren't true, and they make up imaginations about God. But he says, The heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God. 
when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. He changes us so dramatically. Those people who knew us just can't believe we're that different. One time a violin teacher up at um, a university in Denton, Texas, was talking to my friend Doris, who was an orchestra director at Holland Park High School. I had become acquainted with Norma, and she said, what's uh, Joan doing nowadays? And this was after I was born again, because I knew her before I was born again, and I knew her after I was born again. And she said, what's Joan doing nowadays? And Donna said, well, she teaches people about the Bible and prays for people. And Norma was shocked. She said, Joan? Joan does that? And Doris said, yes, said that's what she does. See, she couldn't believe it. I was sanctified before her very eyes. At the time I was born again, I owned a business in American Indian Arts in Dallas. One woman came in, and after I was born again, she said, I believe in you. We've seen a real conversion. I was sanctified before this woman's eyes. I was changed so much that sometimes... When I spoke to a person, I didn't even recognize I was the one speaking. I was so different. Verse 24, God says, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries, and I will bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and will give you an heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I give you, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.